God damn, it was like 57 fucking tries. Jesus Christ. Yeah, my bad, my bad, man. Fuck. Don't ever put somebody in here before me, motherfucker. <laughs> well, I emailed you guys both at the same fucking time. I didn't Don't know give that. give a fuck. <laughs> you know what? You're my bitch from now on for this shit. <laughs> Yo, so um, what were you talking to me about the other day? I was at work, man. I couldn't understand what, like... I couldn't. I, I didn't have time to talk to you about it. I can't believe you fucking treat me like that either, because we're fucking supposed to be like best friends, dog. And I call you and I tell you that I saw a fucking ghost. I don't give a fuck what you're doing, carrying federal mail and all that shit. I don't care. You better fucking stop what you're fucking doing and fucking pick up the phone for me. I had a traumatizing fucking experience, Roland, and I reach out. I reach out to who I think is my best friend. What do I get? Yeah. I get, oh, let me talk to you later. No, this shit was fucked up. So let me set the scene for you, okay? You ready? I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. place. I'm in the garage. I'm fucking in there painting, you know, as one does. And I'm I'm enjoying my day. All right. And uh, in walks, who I think is my girlfriend, and I just see him in my peripheral because I'm like, oh, you know, like painting. I'm not paying attention. So I'm thinking maybe Yo. Oh yo, oh, shit. Up? What up? What's up, Kyle? Let's what's going on, man. Let's right, let, um, let's pause on that ghost story real quick. All right, all right. To be continued. So to be continued. So um all right, Kyle. Um let's start the show off. Let's start the uh the introductions um before we bring our guest out. Mm-hmm. Welcome, everybody, to episode 16 of Veterans with Benefits. I am your host, former Staff Sergeant Roland Spurbeck. With me, as always, is former Staff Sergeant Kyle McBride with medium-sized nipples. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today we got a special guest on the show. Um, he's also a veteran, uh, and you'll find out what other, other shit he does, but... Um, I don't know, man. I, I've known this dude. I'm gonna say almost my whole life, dude. I think I think we've known each other since fucking fourth fucking grade. Yeah, I think. So I think um, that's about it. Yeah, for sure. So without further ado, our guest today, Patrick Roberts. What's up, buddy? What up? What up? What up? What up? What's going on, guys? Kyle, no. Roland, man. Thank you guys for having me, man. This is really cool that you know I, I'm not usually a guest uh, on a podcast, so I, I'm really uh, honored to be here, guys. Appreciate it. Now. Dude, when I booked you, I was like, oh, I can't wait for this fucking episode, man. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. He's a total fanboy, bro. Like, he's got your poster. He's fucking. It's weird. Fucking- yeah, dude, it's weird. It's uh, been that way since we were kids. I, I always thought it was weird that I'd go to his house and he'd have posters of, you know, new kids on the block and me on, on his wall, yeah. man. It's always yeah. that. He's just, he's, 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 he's freaky. Well, he's got large size nipples. So that's what happens, you know, when you, yeah. there's, there's more c- connectivity. You know, for <laughs> for male association. When he used to run his PT, he had to put band aids on them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know this was going to be a rolling roast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys know I have my finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, podcast. all right, all right. Let's get the head straight here. Let's get that. Hey, I'm not fucking scared of you. I'll sit in this closet all day trying to reconnect back in. Oh man, <laughs> off to a good start. We're gonna get play. We're gonna get places here. Yeah. Yo, so Pat, um, tell everybody, um, you know, your dates when you came in and uh, what was your MOS? Yeah, yeah. So uh, so right when we, you know, our graduation time. So I was like 17, went over to uh, the recruiting station and, and joined in 2000. So I, I went during the summer surge. I, I joined in like April and was like on the debt program and then uh Went in July 2000 to and got out July 26, 2004. And then MOS was Intel analyst. I, I did Intel work with uh, with the 10th Mountain Division up in upstate New York at Fort Drum. That was my main oh, so my main was, post. She so was smart, motherfucker. Man, dude, I don't even know, man. Like I was pretty hungover when I took that the ASVAB, and then I was going to be a Marine, and then the Marines were like. You, you you know in commerce plaza the recruiting station did you go there like i went to that <laughs> yeah. yeah i went to that one so like 
I was at, I was at Ryan, our buddy Ryan Armstrong's house and I couldn't get car insurance. I was living with my buddy and, and like, cause I wasn't 18 yet. They wouldn't give me my policy and I had my, my first car and I was all pissed off and, uh, and I had a breakdown. I just was crying over it for some reason. I was just frustrated at life. And, uh, and I got up and I just walked from Ryan Armstrong's house over to the commerce plaza <laughs> recruiting station. And like, I, I remember like the, uh, the recruiter in school, like he came to our school and he was like, you know, if you want your own car and independence and like your own money and like, you know, and your own insurance and all those things that you need. And like, I remember that him saying that in class and uh, I specifically had that problem. Like I couldn't get my own car insurance. I was like, this is a fraud. Like, this is bullshit. I got the money for it. So I, I walked over to the recruiting station, like half in tears. And uh, I took like the pre ASVAB that they give out. And I was like, according to this, like, you know, what can, what can I get? And then he was like, son, the core puts you where the core needs you. And I was like, all right, word. So us being hustlers as kids, you know, like, like, you know, like when people were shoveling shit at us, like we know, you know, so like I, I walked right next door down the hallway to the army guy. And I was like, my man, like with, uh, with this score, like what, what could I get in the army? He was like, well, if you do the equivalent on the ASVAB, like you can have any job in the army. So I was like, all right, this sounds like, you know, this sounds like the route I want to go, you know? Yeah. What, that's, what, that, that's that Willy Wonka pitch they give it to you. Yeah, yeah. We can give you any job. Oh, oh come on in. Yeah, dude. What, yeah. What, uh, what fucking score do you get that you get any fucking job? It was want? not high. I think I was in the 80s. I might I might have got like an 86 on my ASVAB. I, I think I hit just the threshold to, to like have the majority of the jobs in the, in the military. Probably not like a pilot you know, job, like, like very specific ones, but like in general, I guess like any Intel job I could have had. And, and they were just having a big push for, for analysts. I think at, at one point I was only one of like 2,800 analysts in the whole army or some shit. Like, it's like just a rare, more rare position. They were trying to sell me on like, you know, the first job pitch was, I was sitting with this major in, in Philly at the, you know, at the, the processing center in Philly. And uh, he's like, well, son, like we got, you know, petro fuel petroleum dissolute specialists. And I was like, all right, what's he do? Well, you know, he manages fuel like to and from like locations and make sure like, I was like, Oh, so like my man pumps gas. <laughs> like, like, so that's it. And he's like, well, y- you'd be doing that too. And I was like, all right, I'm good on that. Like what, what else? <laughs> and he, and then he, he pushed me on like light wheel, you know, 63 Bravo is like light wheel mechanic at the time. 88 Mike was like heavy, heavy wheel mechanic. Like, so he tried to do the grease monkey stuff. And then I was like, and then I remember Mike Costello, you know, Mike Costello rolling. He, he, uh, he got an Intel job and I remember he, he became a, uh, a Delta. They, they, they do imagery and uh, he became a squint. And uh, I was like, well, what do you got for Intel? And he, and that was it. Like I, I negotiated for my first, you know, at 17, I had to go head to head with this major and be like, nah, man, like, what else do you got? Like, show me your cards, you know? So I negotiated for the, uh, the Intel job. So I, I went Intel. That's funny. Cause uh, that's what Ray did in the Marines. He was a fuel troop. Yeah, dude. He fucking that was the gas. first thing that they wanted me to do, man. They, they just wanted to put me right into the pawn slot. And I was like, nah, like I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I'm smarter than that. <laughs> like you can't hustle a hustler. Like you're going to give me something, man. Like, nah, I, I, you know, and then I got the college money too, you know, like they, they threw that all in there too. So I had to, I had to, I had to go for it. Yeah. Kyle spelled his name wrong. On the aspects, that's why yeah, you get somewhere. like minus five points for that, right? <laughs> I think it's more than that because I kept having that problem on the promotion test too. Shit, I was um, definitely, I, I was definitely hung over too, for sure. Yeah, I was hung over when I took the like the, the original ASVAB because it was like close to like it was it like it was early enough to where they were starting to have like graduation parties you know what i mean and i, I was definitely hung over taking the ads i was like i'm definitely i don't know how i'm gonna do on this it was funny man yeah first time i took it i was uh i was in military school but like i scored all right and then when i was trying to join they were like bro you got too, too much on your fucking criminal record <laughs> <laughs> like it was like which it was like my fourth fucking try trying to get in when they finally let me in. But they were like, yeah, you got to retake the ass five if you want to fucking get in. I was like, well, I scored pretty good. And they're like, you going to score better? Man. Wait, wait. It was one of those situations like that Marine recruiter told you, you're going to go wherever the fuck we say. <laughs> you know? That's it, man. And That's it. it was 
because of like necessarily my my score though but it was just like i think the nature of the whole situation they were like you're going in open general like yeah you you were you were a package deal (laughs) (laughs) like this this comes with caveats if we say suck the shit out of the planes that's your job (laughs) (laughs) so what'd you end up doing yeah and and uh same thing as raw oh gotcha gotcha yeah doing the packing packing shoots yeah how'd you think we met like on one of those uh, Christian mingle, but for just, just hey the- man, I I just I know how he gets down, man. You know, right. I know how right. he gets down. Right. <laughs> I'm just I'm just hovering that. Yeah. He's like, like Kim Jong Il. It's <laughs> like yeah. any day now, any day. Yeah. Oh, voice <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, that's that's essentially the the you know that's basically the impression of my grandmother. I just go to that for my Asian reference. <laughs> yeah dude when i took the ace as fab um i only took it once and the guy was like do you want to take it again i'm like the results aren't very <laughs> like this is what i got this all right this is all i got <laughs> they're like well here's a wrench <laughs> figure it out yeah. that's funny man here's a coconut i mean it, it, it's just it was payoff for all the tests that i failed in high school <laughs> you know it was like all right give me a bone here it's like i you know i did okay on the as fab like I, I didn't do good i did okay all my other friends, one of these, all the other Intel guys were, one of these you know, they all got A's, <laughs> you know. Kyle, we're going to have to research for like one of these future episodes. We're going to have to get some questions off the ASFAB and start asking oh boy. our guests. Oh yeah. boy. Quick way to burn up 45 <laughs> minutes, bro. <laughs> so Pat, man, uh, he tells me that you got a pretty cool vocation, you know, um, like uh Roland takes naps and you uh wait hold on hold on what was yours uh, that the phone was was uh fuzzy real quick what what was your hobby or what, what was your thing oh I, I paint oh you paint oh dope oh yeah. so I guess uh this would be where I say I, I'm a lyricist okay yeah so I I dabble I dabble in some music and uh I I, I enjoy photography too as, as a hobby but you know I'm a, I'm a performing artist on on you know yeah yeah doing doing some music stuff so as far as photography it's not just like your own dick pics that i mean you know hey i'm still looking for the lens that can capture all of it in, at once <laughs> <laughs> bubble, the bubble telescope yeah I, I i i'm seeing venus but i still can't capture all of it you know <laughs> i don't know where i gotta get there so so Pat, when you got out of basic, where'd they send you? Uh, so yeah, so basic was uh, Camp Snoopy. Went down to Jackson um, during the summer surge, um, which is like you know the the, the heightened summer months, and uh, and then after that went to Fort Huachuca for Intel School out in uh, out in Arizona for you know about that was it was I recycled so I was there for almost a year, but it, it's supposed to be like. It's supposed hell, to be like eight months. Yeah. yeah, I just keep it thorough, bro. This is look. I'm, we're from South Jersey. Don't expect too much. Like we're slow to get it. I got recycled. We're slow too. to get it, and then once we get it, we 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 teach it. You know, we got to master it. Get that ten thousand hours. But uh, yeah, went to went to Intel School in Arizona, and then uh, I was one of like five guys that that I was aware of, like within about six hundred soldiers that got sent to Fort Drum. You know, which is is not the primary choice uh on the wish list you know typically for most people i think on my that that fake ass wish list that they give you (laughs) like towards graduation i think i put like germany hawaii and uh i i forget where the the third third one might have been just like somewhere somewhere else that's dope italy or something and i I got none of them i got sent to drum (laughs) i'm i'm so i put what Go, go, I'm go, so go. glad you said that. Uh, with that fake ass fucking wish list. Uh, they, I, yeah, that's like that's like here. Write Santa a letter. You know, it's just yeah. like you know that's not going to the North Pole. <laughs> like, you, you know, know what? that, right? You know what's funny? It's because like every kid that fills that out, they don't fucking know. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't know. We write that. We fill out what we fucking want. I'm pretty sure I saw them in the trash. Like I'm pretty sure the the drill sergeant collected them, and then later on in the dumpster, I saw the slips. I was like, oh, that's where they went. All right. Burn pile, bro. A a good, a a good, uh, you know, preview of what my career is going to look like. (laughs) And I know you're telling the truth because because I remember 
fucking putting the same exact things on there that you just described. Like, yeah, that shit was super fake. I, I think it was like scrap paper too. It was there wasn't even yeah. like a legit form to submit somewhere to vet out. Like like this With, shit is all unprofessional. Like this that, this ain't happening. That's where the Air Force is a little bit better than the Army. Like they treat their people a little bit yeah, better. Yeah, you guys so. are humane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get you. Not <laughs> but little bullshit form that they put in front of you, it does look real. No, 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 that's all they do. They just yeah. put it on good yeah. letterhead. They're like, we'll just yeah. we'll just make the bullshit look better, a little bit better. Yeah, it, it looks official, <laughs> but they do hand yeah, you a crayon to fill it out with. <laughs> in the army, they don't give them a piece of paper. They got to write their dream list like on the back. Of that's the all. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> it's on like a, a chow ticket or some shit. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so I just made that up. Go, <laughs> go write it on a three forty one and drop it in the box. Yeah, he pulls he pulls out the green notepad out of the the, the cargo pocket, <laughs> right yeah. in the drill sergeant's pad. Yeah, but yeah, oh, got it. Noted. Yeah, <laughs> so I was on. I was out either in the desert or I was in uh you know I was in the snow. That was like my whole army experience. You know, I was either in the blizzards and and then sometimes the spring, you know, spring summer and, and at drum a little bit, but most of the time I was either in the desert or or in the snow. For my whole experience yeah so what give us some uh desert stories. desert stories oh man so uh oh shit yeah I, we could talk about afghanistan man um so 9-11 pops off where we're cleaning you know we're cleaning weapons and uh we're just detailing and first sergeant comes in hat in hand and uh just looks mortified and he's he goes turn on the tv guys we turn on the tv and he goes he goes, the twin towers just got bombed. Like we didn't even know planes landed and it was just such a fresh story. He was like, they got bombed. He was like, get ready boys. And he just gave us that look, man. Like, yo, like time, you know, let's get prepped. And, uh, from that point we just got, this was like two, yeah, nine, 11, yeah, it was Oh one. And, uh, from that point we just got battle ready and we kept getting orders and, uh, we were on lockdown and, and we kept getting orders to go and they kept getting postponed. And then one day I'm, I'm standing in the motor pool. We're just like doing detail motor pool Monday, typical shit. And we're, we're all battle ready. I'm doing inventory in, in the, uh, in the shed. And, uh, my first sergeant walks up to me and I'm standing with my boy Keegan. And he's like, he's like, well, you got to go to go SRC, you know, go so- to the soldier readiness center, you know? And, and I was like, all right, Keegan, like Keegan was my soldier. I was the squad leader. And I was like, let's, let's go get, uh, you know, let's go get, go SRC. And he goes, no, like Keegan's staying here. Roberts, you have to go. And I'm like, I have to go like alone. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'll, t- I'll tell you about it later. I go SRC. I come back. He sits me down. He goes, you've been, you've been selected from our company and you're going to get sliced off and go, go be part of the S2 shop for, for a second brigade in, in Bagram. So I was like, wait, what? Like I had, to de- so I ended up deploying by myself and, uh, and I got to, uh, I got to Afghanistan, like, you know, three, four in the morning combat dove into Afghanistan and I hit the rack right away. And I wake up to this major standing over me, the S2 shop major, and he's standing over me. And this dude's like usually a very stern guy. He's like very dry, doesn't have a lot of personality. So like when he's around, he just feels kind of intimidating to be around, just had that aura. And I wake up to him hitting my knee, like to wake me up and he's standing over me and he goes, Roberts. And I was like, and I woke up, I, you know, stood at attention real fast. I was like, sir, like, like, what's up? He's like, have you called your company yet? And I was like, you know, I just got here like, you know, zero four. I was like, I was going to call him as soon as I woke up. And he's like, Oh, he's like, um, there's been a tragedy. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, there's been a tragedy. Like you need to call them right now. So I call my company. And, uh, at the time when we were doing the inventory in the motor pool, um, I, like I was going through the battle inventory, but we were also prepping for live fire training, you know, cause we were getting all tra- retrained up. And, uh, so we were doing inventory for that as well. So in the middle of, in the middle of that, um, so our soldiers were, were on one of the, the firing lanes in, uh, in the woods, like at drum, it's so big, like you can be on base and drive 45 minutes in, in, in the woods and still be on base. Like it's massive. So you have the A-10s, you know, they're ripping up, you know, on their lanes, like you can hear the A-10s out there shooting shit up. And, um, when you're out there live firing, so we, my guys were standing in a, in a chow line and, uh, apparently one of the, the artillery companies, I, maybe they didn't do like their, their certain, uh, you know, pre-safe, you know, precautionary safety things that, you know, SOP that they got to follow. So I think that they bypassed, I think that's what the end result ended up being. They bypassed some of the safety uh, measures and uh, they launched two fucking practice mortar rounds 
into um, into my guys chow line, like where they were standing, like like for for morning chow. So in the morning, they got my company got like hit with two mortars while they're standing wait, waiting for food. Jesus. So <clears throat> I think it was like it ultimately it ended up being like 17 critically injured, like two two of my my company mates died, you know, and two two buddies died in that, uh, in that accident. And, and I'm like, dude, this is just bananas that like, you know, I got hand selected to become like who, who deploys on by themselves. You know what I mean? Like I deployed by myself, which is super rare. That's not like a common thing to happen. And like, and then I, the day after I, I got there, like one, it's crazy. Cause you know, one, one of the guys, Sergeant Hall that, that ended up passing, he was literally standing next to my soldier Keegan who like I would have been looking after to like get morning chow, you know, make sure that he's got his shit together. And like, you know, that, you know, so it was just crazy, man. It was really crazy. And then uh, over the next few months, I'm in, I'm in Afghanistan. Like we ran a few missions and then um, I don't know if it was Anaconda was going on at that time, but certain part of our mission got compromised and we, we weren't executing that, that like that plan anymore. And we ended up redeploying back. Like I, I ended up redeploying back early. And then when I came back home, there was like two tombstones in the windows, you know, like, like that, that were made for, for those two guys, like in the barracks windows. And it was just bananas, man. I just came back and like the whole, it was like my company went through war and I went to Afghanistan and I got protected by going to war, you know what I mean? And then I came back and, and like, everybody was fucked up. Like people were on crutches in the barracks. Like it was, it was pretty heinous, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. So that was like my, uh, my Afghanistan experience was, uh, I mean, I, I did missions and shit, you know, stuff that I, that I won't talk about, but you know, you know, it was, uh, it was just crazy to come back to that. So that was, that was the first deployment. And then, uh, and then Iraq, when Iraq popped off, we, uh, we were like first, one of the first chocks into Northern Iraq. So we, we deployed and got slice elemented onto one one eighty seven airborne brigade, those guys jumped in, which was fucking nuts. These guys, they, they got dropped off like five to 10 clicks off their mark. And they landed in a marsh that was like waist deep Iraqi mud, which is like a totally different kind of mud. It's like very fine, you know, like globby, like the stuff, there's no pores in it. Like, it's just like, you're just covered in it. Like as soon as it's not like regular mud where it like, it's just thicker it's and it's harder to move through. So those guys got jacked up and those that I felt for them dudes, man. It's like that fucking yeah yeah it's the the, story, the, the abominable pit or whatever <laughs> like in labyrinth right <laughs> like, yeah the pit of the despair. pit of despair betray you yeah so those guys looked <laughs> hemmed up like just from the first the first few days that we were there they were still finding their way up to camp and uh, they were just like you just saw them they they looked like they've been deployed six months already dude they looked terrible they looked really bad but then we uh, it was crazy we we stayed in this uh, in this castle on top of a hill like all the way at the top of this crazy, this gnarly hill. And we called it castle gray skull. It was like this, this crazy fortress looking thing that was like half bombed out. Like there was bomb bomb holes in it. It was uh Saddam built it for his soldiers. Like it was like a, I guess like a, a um, like a barracks, but also a prison too. So there was like some gnarly, like we basically stayed in this like cement prison cell, you know, without a door on it. Like for, you know, we stayed at castle gray skull for like a few weeks. I think we were there for like a couple of weeks then we camped out in the dirt for like the next, you know, month and a half or so. And then we, we ended up moving down to Kirkuk and we, we were the guys that like overtook uh, Kirkuk air base. Like there was like squatters there. Like there was nobody there. It was just this old decrepit, uh, you know, air force base that wasn't being used anymore and just looters and everybody were just peeling, peeling stuff off the base to try to sell it, I guess. And we, we ran out the squatters and we ended up like redeveloping the whole base. Um, Pat, you're the fir- you're the first guest on our show that basically described themselves. Oh, okay, that's so great. Yeah, that was man, you, one, you one were, of the most unbelievable. <laughs> you were he man, and you fought. Dude, all you know, hey, listen, man, all in a day, bro. I have the power. Um, yo. So I want to ask you something real quick. Um, so like, what point in your career did you really start getting hip hop, man? Hip-hop? Like. I mean, you know, our childhood, you know, like hip hop was always prevalent being, you know, being in South Jersey, Philly, like it's always laden with hip hop. So and we come, we came up with that like harder, you know, golden era boom bap stuff that was on the radio at the time, which was amazing. But, um, you know, like so we were always fans, you know, I know that you liked al- uh, alternative, too, but like, 
um, you know, I was always a fan of it. And I, even at that time when we were kids, I was like diddling with, uh, you know, um, different instruments. My mom played in, in a couple bands growing up. So I was always around music. And then once, um, once I got into the army, I bought a keyboard and I had some like rinky dink, like it was, it was called like EJ or some shit. It was like this beat making software. So I actually started making beats and I was writing rhymes too, but just like, in notepads and just hiding them you know my brother was was MC and like my brother wrote raps and, and you know my brother so like I copied him and I was writing rhymes too like my brother and uh I was always into dancing too I like to break dance and shit I was always into b-boying and um just the culture and then started making these like corny beats you know in, in the army but I thought they were dope so I just kept going and I was like man like one day maybe I'd like to participate in music in some facet you know just being such a fan that uh that I don't know like what medium I would be in, like if I would say things like words or if I would just make beats, like I like doing all of it, but I was always too afraid to um, actually this, this coincides with military stuff too. So like, um, so I was always afraid to like rap in front of people, you know, like with like my voice, like I was always uncomfortable with that. And then uh, <clears throat> it was crazy. So I, I just continued to keep writing rap raps, but I would just like rap in the mirror or like just by myself. It was just kind of like my therapy. And just getting out like tough life shit, you know, out on paper and just always was my therapy. And then uh, and then in Iraq, I would write raps all the time. You know, there'd be certain guard shifts that like you're in you're inside the base. So you're not at like the front gate. So like you got to pay attention. But like you're out there at three in the morning, you know, like there's nobody out there. You know, just the stray dog that's hanging out with you, eating all your beef jerky. Like that's the only buddy that you have at that time, you know, so I would rap write raps at those, those like innocent hours, you know, when just shit was finally calm, I would write raps. And then we had a barbecue. I got off shift. I, I worked 9 PM to 9 a or 9 PM to 9 AM. And then uh, once I shifted from 9 AM to 9 PM, then at 9 PM, sometimes they would have like late night barbecues and, and some guys would sneak some beers on base, you know, or, or a bottle of whiskey. Like I snuck a bottle of whiskey from downtown. I bought off a kid for like 20 bucks you know what I mean? So I, I kept that in my rucksack. So every now and then I, I'd get a little shot of whiskey when I had a rough day or something. And um, so we go over to this barbecue. I'm, I'm hitting the whiskey. You know, I, I had a couple beers and uh, we were just thrilled to have like a drink. You know, it was like the first one of the only drinks I even had the, the whole deployment. And uh, we we had this wild barbecue and um, it was funny. They, they made a slip and slide off one of the bomb bunkers <laughs> and it went into a sand pit. And these dudes are like belly sliding down this, this cement pyramid into the sand, like this, this, you know, this water in a sand pit that they made like to slide into. It was hilarious. So, uh, so they had a DJ that had like all the PA stuff from like the psyops guys, like they borrowed PAs and stuff um, and set up a little makeshift, like uh Tiki bar looking um, CD, two CD players, like a janky DJ setup. But it was dope because he was playing music for us. So we were, you know, it was like have, we were having a party. So it was it was ill. So we um, we start partying and he starts throwing on beats. And for the last couple of uh, barbecues that they had, they had a couple of rappers just come up and have fun and just freestyle on the, on the mic. So then th there's a couple of rappers. They go, you know, and then they had um, then the DJ throws on Dead Wrong by M by Eminem and Biggie. And I've always been a huge fan of this song. Like this beat just instantly gets me. And like, I, I just love this. I, I've always loved this track and it's just a gritty track. And, and when I heard the beat drop, I looked at my boy Bennett, who I Bennett was like my, my console. He's and, and we're still homies to this day. But he uh, he would always listen to my raps. And I'd be like, what do you think it is? What do you think of that? He'd be like, yo, like that's so that's, you know, work on that. But like he would critique me. And uh, so when when i heard the dead wrong beat drop i looked at ben uh, bennett and i gave him like gas face i was like oh shit like this is my jam and he's like yo man like get up there spit bro and i was like nah man like uh nah 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 like nah i'm not ready for all that yet and he's like yo just go and i was like man like you know when when you know when the time is right man when the time is right and he's like yo and he looks at me dead ass and he's like when's the right time and that was, that was all he said that it was mad basic. And I looked at him and I was like, yo, like, I don't even know. I don't even know an answer. I don't have an answer for you. So I had no choice. I had no choice at that, at that moment. I was like, yo, like this is that moment. Like you, you have to create it. So like I legit got up there. It was me, like several dudes, probably like five other MCs. This one dude, I remember his last name being sample. He was super dope. And, and he was a true lyricist. And, and the other dudes were, were just having fun and, and sample would go up and he would spit. And then, so <clears throat> And then I sample passed the mic to me 
and I jumped on the mic and uh, I just true freestyled, you know, like, like I might've started off with like two pre-written bars and then I just, you know, I just kind of blacked out and I just went for it. And uh, when I got done, like when I started, there was probably like 10 people around like the booth listening to what was going on. By the time I got done, there was like 20, 30 people, you know what I mean? Like uh, up to 50 people out on the pad, like everybody throwing hands up and stuff and just having a blast. And like, we were having a good time. And then I, I, it was like, I think the last bar was something super cheesy. It was like, you know, I'm half man, half amazing. Step up in your booth and lead the microphone. And I left the microphone blazing. I put down the mic on the, on the, uh, the Tiki bar and everybody was like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? Like it was just one of those moments. Like it was a build up, you know, and, and, and then I mic drop. And then, uh, like even up to like six months later, like when we were redeploying back, like I had cats coming up to me like, yo, you're the cat at the barbecue, man. Like, keep going, man, keep going. So it was like the first time I really exposed myself. Um, there was some level of acceptance that was really refreshing to me. You know what I mean? Cause I was so introverted about certain things, you know, about my expression, I was introverted, you know? So it was dope. It was, it was validation. Man. And you know what? And you know what? Being in that situation, your buddies back then are the, but you know, some of them are going to be like, nah, you got, you know, you work on this, but I'm guaranteeing you 99% of them were like fully supporting you because when you're in that situation, man, you're everybody's like your family, true, true. Nobody wants which, to which is also anybody. can, can so be a mind like, bender you know, too, because you're like, yo, who's giving me too much validity too? you know, like, like I need, I need. So that's why like I mess with Bennett because we were like soul brothers, you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, like you got to tell me if this is dope or not. And he'd be like, yo, like I would probably fix that part of it. Like that's not flowing. Right? You know what I mean? Like he would, he would really interject and like, I respect like critique and, and constructive criticism more than I've more than I respect reciprocation in, in a false way. You know what I mean? Like, and not that it's false, like it's still sincere, but there's, I don't, I don't want coddling, especially in hip hop. Like you don't want to be coddled. Like you need to. And that's why I love being from, you know, we're from Philly where we're from an area where it's like you sink or swim. Like, like there's nobody, nobody's going to be out there wiping your ass. You know what I mean? Like you got to go out and earn it. So. Yeah. Cause you're back home, like singing there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got it. I go right for that guy now. I look for that guy. Like as soon as my set starts, I'm like, all right, who's, who's cross arm Jimmy in the back being a wallflower, you know, trying to hate. And then, you know, and now, now it's to the point where, you know, everybody's participating and then that guy looks weird in the back and then he, he's forced to join. And I'm like, you're not going to get away, you know, like you're going to become part of this, you know? So I, I really enjoy going after that guy. So now I, I aim for that. So I'm excited when I hit the mic now you know but yes so basically you did you yeah did i did four I, I did four so so after the second deployment i i realized that i just spent half my my time in the service in in the desert you know and i was like all right well this is definitely going to be a trend like we don't we don't leave countries that we establish you know what i'm saying so i was like this is going to be an ongoing cultural thing for the military and i knew that and you know i was teetering on like could i see my and i'm, I'm like an all-in all-out kind of guy, you know, I was like, yo, like, am I going to go 20? Cause if I'm going to go 20, then I'm going to commit and I'm going to negotiate for like my next base and like, and do this shit. Or am I going to go start a civilian life and, and actually just have a life, you know, like, and, and use what I've, the tools that I've taken from this and the experience and, and use it to springboard, which was also a choice, you know what I mean? For me, I never went in like thinking like I'm, I'm going 20 hard. I mean, I come from military family my grandfather, father did 25 in the air force. My dad did eight in the air force. I, I rebelled and went, went army. And, uh, you know, so I came from guys that did have some sustainability in the military, but I never necessarily looked at it as like, you know, that this is my end all be all. Like I was, it was kind of incremental. Like, where am I, where am I going to see my life at this time? And like, I'm going to weigh these options. So like when it came around, we came home from, uh, from Iraq and I was already functioning as, as a, as an, an NC, you know, uh, you know, what, what I'm forgetting acronyms, <laughs> the uh, NCO in charge of like my shift, you know what I mean? So I was already acting as an NCO. Um, and I took my, my, my board when I was deployed, but they couldn't pin my stripes until I went to PLDC. So I had to go to uh, like our primary leadership development course. It's like our, our sergeant school. So as soon as I came back from deployment, I went over to the sergeant school barracks. Like I didn't even get to like settle in. I just went straight to PLDC, started training to be, you know, to be a sergeant and uh, get my stripes. And then, um, and then literally halfway through PLDC, and my head's still like spinning from deployment and I'm going right into this new training. And then my CEO sits us all down and he goes, yeah, like we just got orders. And I was like, for where? And he's like, Fallujah. 
And at the time, like Fallujah was like, it's always been a hot spot, you know? And like, I was like, I was like, bro, like, like you can't be telling me this. Like, I haven't even gone home yet to say hi to my family. You know what I mean? So I was like, damn, man, like, all right. So now we have to just stay battle ready. And now we have to prepare for Fallujah. So we get battle ready. I'm in. P He's like, continue to go to PLDC. I'll keep you posted on, on orders, everything like that. So I continue to train to, to, you know, going through sergeant school. And then we, we have a sit down at Chow again. And he's like, you know, like, like Jones, you're going, you know, you know, Smith, you're going Roberts, you're, you're getting out and then you're going and like the next person's going. I was like, wait, like getting out of like deployment, like get, he's like, he's like, we got, we'll be able, like I was stop loss at the time too. Cause it, like I said, I, I was one of like several thousand analysts in the whole army. So like, it was just a rare MOS and like they, they wanted to retain all that they could. So I was, my MOS was stop loss at the time. So I was like, damn, you know, like I, I'm due to get out next July. And this is like, you know, this is like the summer like I'm, I'm getting out next year, you know, essentially. And, uh, like this was, yeah. I'm going through, yeah, this, I might be getting, I, I was supposed to be getting out in like maybe six months or something. It wasn't even a year. It was like maybe a half a year. And then, uh, and then he was like, well, he's like, I'll tell you what, like we, we, can talk to the base commander and we may be able to get your stop loss lifted. And he's like, I think that if you want to get out of the army and ETS this July 26th, and this is like April, he's telling me this, he's like, then I think that we can get that done for you. Or if you decide to stay in, what we'll do is we'll give you a bonus. We'll give you choice of station and you would be taking your own squad. You'd, you'd be having your own team in, in Iraq or back, you know, in Fallujah. And you'd be NCOIC of of that you know that team and you know, dude, bye Fallujah, right. bye, Fallujah. <laughs> yeah, straight up, dude. Like I was like, nah. <laughs> so like, uh, like even as as tempting as like I was thinking like Hawaii, you know what I mean? Like yo, I could get stationed in Hawaii. Like I I have a little bit of money in my pocket. Like I know I was experienced enough in the army at that point to actually start holding on to some of my deployment money. You know, like I wasn't blowing at all. So I was like, man, like I could stack a little bit, and like I'm still single. Like I'm not. I have no roots. But I was in love with somebody. So I was like, yo, like you know, yo, was she a stripper? No, no, no. Actually, she was, uh, she was, I mean, you know, you can, you can fall in love with those, those things, you know, easy sometimes, but no, she was, uh, she was actually one of my best homies in my company. He was like one of my best friends at the time. Um, mm -hmm. it was his, it was his cousin. And like, we always hung out, we would go down to Manhattan and party and like, like go out, but she would always have a dude around. And like, we didn't have that kind of connection. We just hung out as friends. And then while I was on deployment, like since Nate would be out, doing human stuff like human intelligence stuff and he'd be out in the field she'd email me and, and ask about her cousin like how's my cousin doing oh, i'll check in with him and stuff and like you know hooking up with his own cousin <laughs> so it was it was mad they, they were from pensacola they ah. uh it, it was mad funny though because like i remember her emailing me one day and she's like you left this ring I think you said your dad bought it for you because my dad passed. So the ring meant a lot to me. She's like, I've always kept it. And I just thought that was a funny email that she wrote me. So as soon as I saw her, my, like, as soon as we came back from deployment, my homie Nate was getting married. And as uh, soon as her and I looked at each other for the first time, like one-on-one, -on -one, I met up with her in Manhattan to, to fly out to go to Pensacola. And we spent the weekend together. And as soon as we looked at each other, we were like, we were smitten. You know what I mean? It was like, we looked at totally new, new people. I guess I had to the dog face of, of war on my face. Like I became a man you know, while I was away since last time she saw me. And, uh, and then we fell sounds in love like, after that. This shit sounds like wedding crashers, bro. And then we were married, we were married a year and a half. It was, it was quick lived. <laughs> it was quick lived. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. That young shit, you know, that young, yeah. fresh out of the military mindset, you know, everybody wants to, we're all scared from the trauma from certain things we all want to settle down you know when you deploy you come back you want to like just get peace peaceful you know so you know that's that's uh it's funny that you brought that up man because like uh military has like such a high divorce rate man it's bad it's, man it's i mean it, every everybody i knew and even me i thought i was impenetrable you know my girl left me like while i was in basic <laughs> i was like damn like like it was you know with a lot of growing up to do while you're there too you remember like we're we're in there 
you know, when you're younger, you know, a lot of love leaves when you go to college, same thing like that, everything dissipates, you know, the energy. Yeah. And, um, you know, man, it's, it's a lot of serotonin and bullshit in your fucking brain. That's stuff that makes you want to just, man, you go into that well, on base, that on base club for the first time, bro. You get, yeah. get a little incredible hulks in you. <laughs> yeah. You it, love, it gets like, all blurry. It gets all blurry. Yeah. You go, up to, like, you, you go up to Canada when you're not supposed to sometimes, you know what I mean? Shit gets blurry, bro. Yeah. And, and, you're, and you're full of hormones because you're young as shit. We, we would do that. Up. We would do that all the time. We'd sneak up to Ottawa all the time. And that was like our spot. We loved Ottawa. Like Canada was awesome to us. Like they loved, for the most part, they love soldiers too. So they always treat it as well. But yeah, Canada Canada's the spot for sure. Yo, so uh, damn already this um episode. I I I, I yapped the... I yapped that much. I huh? told you, dude, it goes by quick. Yeah, I, it goes by so fast. I'm telling you, man. But you know what, dude? We're gonna have you back. Dude, you know, as soon dude, as we yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, know, I would love. Dude, this is great, man. I, I'm I'm happy that you guys are doing this, man. Giving an outlet, you know. So 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 we got these boner boner round questions. So give yourself a boner round question. Start this off real quick with bonus round questions. I'm never gonna hear bonus ever again. It's gonna be boner from now on. Yeah, the boner. We should get a fucking shirt. This isn't. Anyway, so check it out. Like, if you could give advice to anybody who is just joining the military. Go, go Air Force. <laughs> all right. I, all I mean, right. Uh, like, like for like advice, like on I, yeah. like personal or professional. Whatever you want to say to them. Like I would say, I, I would say if I were to rejoin, I'd go Air Force just just for the lifestyle. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the sales ability of your occupation when you get out, if you decide to get out and, um, right. you know, have heart. You got to have that heart, you know, to get through a lot of that shit. So you better have heart and get your, get your heart straightened with your mind and, and have both them strong. You know what I mean? And that's it. Keep, mm-hmm. keep them, keep them together for sure. All right. And here's my uh, second part of my question is, is um, you said you joined in 2000, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we just rolled into the good year of 2021. Thank God. 2020 is over with. However, if you would have stayed in, you would have uh, just now been retired. retired. Crazy craziness, yep. and I'm so, and I'm this sexy still. It's crazy, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Like, what do you have to say to people that are on the fence that have done a couple of years, but you know they they could go either way. They mm. could go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me stay until retirement or let me get out and see what I can make of myself on my own. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, like for, for me, it was definitely intimidating getting out, you know, but, you know, I'm a scrappy person regardless of where I go. So I always knew I could make it in or out. Um, but, you know, for, for the guys that are teetering and they're thinking about it, just, you know, have have realistic expectations. You know, like if you stay in, like expect to get mm-hmm. deployed, expect to have that threshold of like, yo, like. Be, be in it a hundred percent. Like don't stay in and be in it 75%, like be in it and go for it and fucking execute and protect soldiers and, and, and lead and like contribute to the culture and mm-hmm. co- contribute and be a good leader and, and influence to those around you. You know, you could help save lives when you're, when you're doing the right thing. And, you know, right. like I've seen a lot of shit bags and a lot of good soldiers, you know, like seeing a lot of shit bags stick around in the military, just collect and, you know, get by and, you know, just don't be that dude, like contribute while you're there. You know, you could say it s- straight up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> boner. Yeah, They're good boner questions, man. Oh, that, uh, I thought those all were. All right, let's get to the bonus questions. Okay. okay. Uh, oh, gotcha. All right. No, those were Kyle's boner questions. Okay. Boner. All right. First bonus question. All right, Pat. What is favorite, your favorite? Uh, man, cereal? I got two. I got and I got to give them even even props, man. Fruity Pebbles and Reese's Peanut Butter Puffs, straight up. Easy. Okay, 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 okay. This is the go for you, man. Tupac or Biggie? I I can't. It's just the, the two different people. Um, but I, I'm saying if if I'm riding in the car, Biggie. If I got the headphones in, probably Pac. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, this next question, without any of the – forget about all the controversy with these people. <laughs> I want you to rank these from best oh, to boy. worst. Rank the rank these mics. Jackson, Jackson Jordan, Jordan, Tyson. Tyson. Ah, uh, man. Jordan one, Tyson two, Mikey three. Just, just, you know, just cause you know, <laughs> fucking, you know, there's just, there's just questions. There's just questions. I love them, but there's questions. Yeah. 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 Okay. Next one. If you could have mm. any superpower, mm. what would it be? Man. Uh, I don't know, man. True wisdom. <laughs> Mr. Wise, I know things. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be, yeah, I'll be, be like I'll be, you know, right? the pimp in the wheelchair. Okay. I'll, I'll do that job. Kyle, I don't think I've ever asked you. You did ask what, me, what man. I'd be invisible, and then you called me a fucking pervert. <laughs> <laughs> straight up, dude. That's straight up, pervy. <laughs> <laughs> boner, invisible boner. Yeah. For me, yo, yo, for me, dude, I'm think I'm taking flying. Man, yo, keep shelf that flying comes. comment for the next time I'm on too, because I got I got crazy flying experience, man. Like lucid stuff. Well, well it's interesting. We'll talk about okay. that next time for sure. I, I'm, nice. I'm always making, nice. I'm always making notes. So, Word. all right, all right. Fi- final question. Final question. All right, which, <laughs> which is the better feeling? Sex, petting a brand new puppy. Or going to sleep. Sex, the next man. Day, like, no, like, nothing on, to man. Do. I ain't that lazy yet, and that desperate for fuzz. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't need no fur to pet. See, yo. See, you know. See, Pat. You know where you're. You know where that. You know That's where it. the answer comes from. It's still good. Yeah. It's still good. <laughs> it still works. Yeah. <laughs> I I think you're you're like. It's really trying to sell that to us, like maybe you actually. I'm trying to. I'm trying to pick up the, you know, we're trying to pick up the female fans for you guys too. You know, there's female vets that need to get on here. Um, we welcome all vets, man. All vets, all genders. (laughs) No, we we have our we have our first female uh, guest. uh, We we welcome. Is she cute? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, all right, before we get out of here, Pat, um, plug away, man. Anything you want yeah, to plug, yeah, you want yo. to talk about, any, any future uh, Yo, I want to give, I yo, give let, little Doopy a shout-out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> D-roll, jelly roll. Uh, um, yeah, so I, I, I guess, like, one of the most exciting things I got going on now is I got a, a, a solo album coming out produced by my man, uh, you know, Big O, the producer out of uh, the UK right now. So uh, we're dropping that on the 12th of February. I'm very excited. This is like my first solo effort and uh, it's family friendly album. There's no curse words on the album, which is like a a huge accomplishment for me, but um, that's called the complexity. Um, If you want to check me out on the the social, you know, side of things, my, uh, my IG is P Rob P R A W B. That's what I go by. That's my stage name. Patrick rises above whatever boundaries is the acronym that it stands for. And my name's Patrick Roberts, but um, yeah, man, I, I'm part of a duo called the Jersey Delphians, you know, with it, with a Z uh, you guys can check us out, you know, Jersey Delphians at Bandcamp, um, J E R Z A D E L P I P H I A N S. I don't even know if I just spelled that right, but the Jersey Delphians, but uh, my boy, Shane, great Shane Davis. He's uh, the producer of the, the duo. So that's, uh, that's our duo. Where we are, we, you know, we do like kind of like boom bap hip hop stuff. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, I, I'm doing my music. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, you know, if I were to choose a plug, man, that that's the, that's the route I go, man. That's like my happiness right there. So, yeah, appreciate you guys, man. I hope so, man. Anybody yeah. from the low cast crew listening? We're, we're gonna we're, we we got, got two captains got two from the low cast posse, man. <laughs> oh, no horn. Yeah, I hope so. We we got to shoot this out to everybody, man, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Um, I got something I need to plug real quick while we're doing plugs. Um, it's called Slick Willie's Novelties. Yeah. Dude, see what I gotta do. And it's see what I gotta do. Owned with this and operated asshole. by uh, an active duty member who's <laughs> fucking cool as shit. He's one of our people, man. His name's Matt Wilson. And uh, hit up his little business, man. Oh, he hooked us up with a 15% uh, 
discount for and the discount code is VWB. Order something from him. VWB is your discount code, fifty percent off from Slick Willie's now. Is it is it a sex shop? <laughs> is that go check him out? Oh, he's got a Facebook. Oh page. man, go check him out on Facebook. Uh, Slick Willie's now. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, that's, and then, that's like and, yeah, and then and then and then you wonder why the invisibility Slick thing Willie's is judged. <laughs> Your only plug is a plug is is in a, a Yo, plug yeah, shop. Yeah, I, I wasn't even a perv until until uh, the boys like outed me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you watched the show, right? The boys and they showed like the invisible dude. He's yeah, around, butt ass. dude. He's always in like the bathroom. Just oh, that's up. great. That's great. <laughs> So, I, all right, man. Well, let's wrap this up, Pat. Man, I'm love so, it, man. Dude, I'm so proud. I'm so glad I'm having you on this show. Man. Thank We're you, gonna brother. Have you on again, dude. It was so twenty awesome years, man. This is this is a great way to uh, to reconnect, years, man, for man. sure. Did you want me to say some outro word words? Did you want me to do do that thing? We got time. Oh, we yeah, we forgot about that, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love it, man. I love it. All right, um, I'll, I'll leave you. Yeah, I'll leave you guys out with this. It, this is called uh, Grace Unraised. They say we living in the last days. I say we living in the fast lane. Life marauders, they guard and frame in the border. The heinous heinous can qualify just by being famous. You're fired. Damn, wish you would please retire. Cause I see our future bleak within your demon eyes. Wolf lurking, hidden beneath the sheep disguise. Cheap promise like lick sick cause they feed us nonsense. Divide and conquer and reach the people of every dollar. False prophets and need leaders don't see responders. And if you disagree, they say treason, so watch them watch us. Time is bleeding, the second coming is soon, I promise. Revelations in motion, the seventh seal, the monster. Spread the plague incubation, ready for Satan spawning. Never yawning, I'm steady flying in dreams, high above the black clouds so I can see the morning. Because I've been sent on this mission, this pen is prehistoric. Before the story was written, I could repeat this moment. Reciting unforgettable speech and teach the holy. Scripture has predicted omens, so please behold it. Just know that faith is essential when never praying for an answer and just a little hope to get the chance to let go. But don't let go. You gotta let go. You gotta let go. But don't let go. Uh, listen, yo, everybody just hold on. I know it's hard because the hurt's so strong. But I promise it won't hurt for long. Yeah, the sun shine down. But first, the storm, you got to get by. I got to get by. We got to get by. I said, we got to get by. Thanks, guys. Ah uh, man, love Yo, you go guys, buy man. This dude's album, For sure, man. I'm not fucking For playing sure. with you. All right, Yo. let's get out of here, man. Rest, rest right, in peace, rest Joey. Rest in peace, Joey. Thank you, guys. Yo, peace, man. Much love, yo. Appreciate you guys. All right, peace out. All right. Hoo-ah. <laughs>